you are now happy, listening happy New Year. to Zakaic Podcast. The Lord has been so good. Proclaiming Amen. Jesus as Savior, Amen. Healer, During the Christmas season, is there King. anything new that you receive that you are so happy to have it? I can see many of you smiling. So I am sure you received something from your company, from a loved one, from a friend, from someone you did not expect to give you something. And yet when it was handed to you, you found it so important and you rejoice over it. I know and believe that every one of us received something new last Christmas season. And we thank God for that. But this morning, I am going to share to you something new also. A new series entitled, New. Because I believe we worship a God who is the author of new beginnings. The new beginnings that we experience in life despite many failures that we go through. He is the God who creates new things so that He can show His will and enforce His will. That's the kind of God that we worship. And today, based on the book of Romans, chapter 5, verses 1 to 5, the first sermon out of this series entitled, New, is this. New status. God has given the believers a new status. Let's look at Romans 5, 1 to 5. The word of the Lord says, Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom also we have obtained our introduction by faith into this grace in which we stand. And we exult in hope of the glory of God. And not only this, but we also exult in our tribulations, knowing that tribulation brings about perseverance, and perseverance proven character, and proven character hope, and hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out within our hearts through the Holy Spirit who was given to us. May the good Lord bless the reading of His Word. As I said, we all received something new last Christmas season. But what we will learn today is something that is worth celebrating, more important than what you receive in a form of material thing last Christmas season. Because based on the book of Romans, on the writings of the Apostle Paul, a follower of God, a believer, is given by God a new status. You go back to Romans chapter 3 as a context of this chapter. Paul himself declared it blatantly that all human beings have fallen short of God's glory. That is found in Romans chapter 3 verse 23 saying that for all have sinned, all. Paul did not say some. He did not say a few. He didn't say most. He did not say many, but he said all. There is no excuse. Even a newborn is not excuse. Every human being, 
Once you give your breath into this world, you start breathing into this world, there is something deep within a person, a human being, that can be considered a sin that is passed on from the very first generation of human being. So we are all guilty. And once a person is guilty, in other words, that person deserves the consequence for that mistake that he committed. That person deserves the consequence for that offense that was done. So if you think about the status of the human being previously, Paul himself declared it very clear. We are all guilty. That's very clear in Romans 3.23. However, when you reach Romans chapter 5, verses 1 to 5, it is clearly stated there that, therefore, having been justified. What does it mean by that word, justified? Justified means to say to cause someone to be in a proper or right status, a right condition. Because we were not in a right status previously. Why did I say that? As I mentioned, because we have committed a mistake. We offended the holy God. We committed something wrong as far as the law is concerned. Thus, we are not in a good standing before God. But through the Lord Jesus Christ, when He sacrificed Himself at the cross at Calvary, it was a declar. It was, I mean, it was a payment for the penalty of your sins and my sins. And because Jesus paid it all already, then we are thereby declared justified. In another term, if you look at it from the idea of being indebted to someone, if I am indebted to someone, that person to whom nanangutang ako has the right to run after me. Why? Eh kasi may utang ako. But if someone will come and would tell, how much does that person owe you? And, I, and the one to whom I am debted with would say, three million. And then that person would tell him, okay, no problem. Don't worry about it anymore. I am giving you the three million right now. After this person pays this person to whom I am indebted with, that person would no longer run after me. Why? The debt is quits already. I am no longer indebted to him. So I am free now. And in the term of this idea that I am presenting to you, I am justified already. The law will not run after me even if I have committed sin against it, even if I have violated that thing. Oh, by the way, unless you violate the law, the law will never run after you. Have you not observed? There was one time we went out of the gate of Ebenezer. After a few minutes of driving, I saw that there were a lot of motorcycles parked right in front of Land Memorial Garden. And I look around, I saw even huge trucks just there parking both sides. And when I saw all of these vehicles not moving, immediately I had an idea what's further on the, on the road. What do we see there? There are policemen or traffic enforcers or DLTO. 
we have here an LTO officer. Pag marami nang hindi gumagalaw at nakapark na lang sa side, ibig sabihin, merong traffic enforcer sa unahan. Magtabi-tabi na lang ang mga driver dito. And they will wait for the checkpoint to disappear. Why will they, will they not proceed? Because they are afraid. Why are they afraid? Because deep within them, in their minds, they are aware that there is something wrong with them. Either there is no license for the driver, or the car or the vehicle is not registered, or there is something wrong because they don't wear helmet, or there is something wrong because they were they're wearing slippers. And they knew that whenever they cross the checkpoint, the law has the power over them. Why? Because they violated something. However, if there is no violation, you knew that you are, you have, you are in a good status. With all confidence, you can cross the checkpoint. You wouldn't have any second thought. There's a checkpoint there. There's no problem. Why? I did not violate anything. In that same sense, we were all guilty because we violated something. And the law, as far as the old covenant was concerned, it had the authority to run after us because you and I violated it. And while the law is running after the sinners, after the violators, Jesus came into our midst and said, Oops, stop. Whatever the penalty these sinners have committed, I am going to pay for everything. And he did that when he died on the cross at Calvary. That is why today, you and I are declared justified. We are no longer, our status are no longer in that category of guilty. But we are justified. We have a new status when we have received Jesus Christ. And this new status has an has has specific implications. The new status that we receive from God, it has implications. And there are three important implications that I would like to share with you this morning that you will appreciate all the more what Christ has done for you. The first is this. Those who are justified have peace with God. I'll repeat. Those who are justified Meaning to say, those who put their faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, they experience peace with God. Because we violated God, right? We disobeyed Him, then we don't have peace with Him. However, through the death of Jesus, we have now peace with God. This morning, I check on the status between Ukraine and Russia. And I checked from the CNN website, and this is what I read. Air raid sirens sounded across Ukraine on the last day of the year as a new round of Russia, Russian missile strikes hit several regions. Multiple explosions racked the Ukraine capital of Kiev, killing one person and leaving at least 20 wounded, the city mayor said. Crews work all week to repair Ukraine's energy infrastructures in, in time for the New Year's Eve. 
because about 30% of the capital city was without power on Saturday. And then reflecting on the past year, many Kiev residents told CNN they were undaunted in celebrating the new year and expressed hope for peace in 2023. Still, there is no peace between these two nations, Ukraine and Russia. No peace until now. Well, here is something I thought of. When there is a war between two parties, when there is a quarrel, when there is a tension between two parties, peace can never happen until both of them would desire and agree to have it. No matter how Russia would chase to be peaceful with Ukraine, if Ukraine would say, no, we'll continue the war, peace will never happen. No matter how much Ukraine would desire to have peace, if Russia will not agree with it, peace will never happen. There has to be an agreement between the two parties. When one party offers peace, the other party must accept it. Because if not, peace will never reign. Now think about this. You and I violated the law, as I have mentioned earlier. We are not at peace with God because we are violators and He is the offended party. But here is something so amazing. God Himself, despite the fact that He is the offended party, made a decision. Even if God is the offended party, He made a decision to initiate peace with sinful, sinful humanity. What was that way that He initiated? He sent His Son, Jesus. However, many people in the world today do not accept the offer of heaven. Unless one accepts the offer of heaven of peace between God and man through the Lord Jesus Christ, that person will never experience peace with God. But to those who have faith in Jesus, to those who place their hope in Him, to those who said, Lord, I cannot save myself. I'll trust you for my salvation. I'll trust you for my eternity. Then that person is thereby justified. That person is accepting the peace that is given by heaven. Thus, that person has peace with God. Iba pa naman talaga pag at peace ka with God. Because if you are not, I tell you, your life will be a directionless life. But if you are at peace with God, oh, sometimes even if the world is in chaos, even if your surrounding is fighting against each other, so long that the peace of God lives within, a man can be peaceful. There was one time a contest, an art contest, and the topic is peace. There were so many entries that were displayed in a form of painting, but one stood out in the eyes of the judges. What was that painting? The painting depicted a chaotic surrounding. 
the trees, you could see a, even if it was motionless because it's a painting, but you can sense that there is a storm, a strong wind blowing the trees. And there were trunks that fell down. There were branches that were cracked already. And there were things that were moving around if you analyze the picture because of the strong wind. There was a storm. It was chaotic. But that piece won. Why? At the side of that painting, there is a tiny nest. And inside that tiny nest, a tiny bird is resting in the midst of the storm. What does it tell those who observe the painting? No matter how chaotic your surrounding be, if there is peace deep within, you will be at peace. And a human being will never be at peace with God until he accepts the offer of heaven to be at peace with God. And that can only come through the Lord Jesus Christ. So since you have been justified by faith, meaning to say you are having, enjoying the peace with God that you have. God does not call you His enemy. You are not aliens in the kingdom of God because you belong to Him. You are at peace with God. Now here is another important thing that we can find here in the text. Not only that those who have been justified by faith are having, experiencing peace with God, but if you look at verse 2, through whom also we have obtained our introduction by faith in this grace in which we stand. Meaning to say, those who are justified are given an access to the realm of God's grace. I'll repeat. Those who have been justified are not only experiencing peace with God, but those who have been justified are given an access to the realm of God's grace. When Jesus Christ breathed His last on the cross at Calvary, right inside the temple, the huge curtain, the thick curtain that divided the Holy of Holies with the outer court of the temple, it was torn apart. Don't you know that that curtain was very thick? That even if it is tied, one side of the curtain is tied to a horse, and the other side of the curtain is tied to another horse, and you let the horses run to opposite directions to tear the curtain, these horses cannot tear the curtain. So no matter what a human being will do, if they'll try to tear the curtain themselves, it will not tear. In fact, it takes around 50 to 100 men before. 50 to 100 men to install the curtain that covers the Holy of Holies from the outer court. We have, a huge, we have huge curtains here. I was really laughing when one of the friends that I have from Pagadian came here at Zikaek and they were bringing with them a little boy. When the boy came into Zikaek, he looked around, and then this is what he said, Wow! Why did he say wow? Because of the curtains. He said, cortina, oy. And the first thing that came into his mind was, Ginaunsa ka nila ni paglaba. Magwonder ka nga nung ang reaction sa bata. But that curtain inside the temple was bigger and thicker than this curtains. 
And yet, when Jesus gave up his last breath, it was torn apart. It was really an extraordinary event that happened at the death of Jesus. Why? Because that was the moment when God granted a direct access to the realm of His grace that those who will put their faith in Him will be able to experience approaching Him, His very throne, anytime, anywhere, without the intervention of a human priest. In the Old Testament time, if you want to really go directly to the presence of God, it was symbolically represented by the Holy of Holies because in that Holy of Holies, it was the place that kept the Ark of the Covenant that symbolized the very presence of the Almighty God in the midst of His people. Now, if you want to enter there and you are an ordinary person, you will not be allowed. Only the high priest is allowed to enter that place once a year. But today, you can enter into the realm of God's grace and enjoy communion with Him and have the assurance that He listens to you without any intervention of a human priest because Jesus tore the curtain already and once you are justified, you have an access to the realm of His grace. And those who are justified are only those who put their faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Here is the last thing that I have observed from the text. Not only that this new status gave us peace with God, not only that it granted us an access to His realm of grace, the last one is this. It makes us exult in the hope of God's glory and even in our tribulation. When I say exult, it could mean to boast about it, to rejoice over about the glory of God, especially when we take this sense in relation to the second coming, we can rejoice with the fact that Jesus is going to come back again. Well, an unbeliever will not be happy with the second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. We just celebrated Christmas, the Christmas season. What do we remember during Christmas season is the first coming of Jesus. He first came in a form of a baby born in a manger, a very vulnerable human being in that form. And yet, if you look at the book of Revelation, Jesus is going to come back again no longer in the form of a little boy. He's going to come back as a pierced, powerful, mighty king. And that is why the believers who hope for his coming, who trust in the Lord, when he comes back, the believers will be able to say, Hallelujah! The Lord has come. The Lord will now finally reign and evil will come to its end, the finality of the end of evil. But the unbelievers, when Jesus comes back, he is going to be a judge before them. Fear shall take the heart of the non-believers. Why? Because they are not justified. As I have told you earlier, the law would still run after them because they were not justified. 
Why are they not justified? Because they refuse the offer of justification that is only found in the Lord Jesus Christ's death on the cross at Calvary. But those who trust Him, those who put their faith in Him, those who said, Lord, I am not capable of saving myself. Lord, I am nothing without you. Lord, I don't know what's going to happen with my eternity, but I trust that you died for my sins. You paid the penalty of my sins. Then I am with you for eternity. When he comes back and you have that relationship with him, oh, it's going to be a reunion, physical reunion with the Lord of Lords. But if you do not know Him, if you rejected His offer, that's a different story. But for those who follow Him, it's a beautiful reunion. It's a time that you and I will be able to say, finally, the Lord has come. Welcome back, Lord Jesus. Reign over us. And this is going to be a rule that would that would show justice, that would show love, that would show wonderful things that this earth had never experienced in the past. We will rejoice over it. We will boast about it. Why? Because we belong to His kingdom. So listen very carefully. While we celebrate for the new things that we acquired during the Christmas season, we must celebrate with the fact that we are given a new status by God. From being someone who is guilty to someone who has been justified. Now that you are justified, those three implications will be experienced or are experienced by His people. You have peace with God. You have an access to the realm of His grace. And lastly, Oh, the beautiful thing that you can boast and rejoice about the glory of God, especially if you think about His second coming. And you can even rejoice even in the midst of your adversaries and adversities because you know that one day evil will finally come to its end and the rule of God will take place when it makes this earth a new one. It's the time that the king that we worship today shall reign forever. So let's honor God. Let's bless His name. Let's thank Him. Let's celebrate for the fact that our status has been changed from being guilty to a justified person through the death of Jesus. With that, may the Lord bless our hearts and give us confidence as we face 2023. The Lord bless every one of us. You just heard the message from Zumbuanga City Alliance Evangelical Church. We hope that it will help you in your journey with the Lord Jesus Christ. For more updates, you can follow us in our social media platforms in Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram at Zekayak Ministries. See you there!